Locus Bot with Robots, the podcast for news and views on robotics. and welcome to the latest episode of the Robots Podcast. Today, we'll be discussing something that's been a major challenge for many companies. We'll be talking about warehouse logistics. One of the main problems is that most of the robotic warehouse systems available at the moment need specifically designed warehouses or do at least require quite a bit of reconfiguration of existing space to operate properly. And that's something that many companies don't want to or simply cannot do. But Locus Robotics claim to have a solution. They've developed a complete end-to-end system, which includes robots, but also other technologies, that essentially work together with human workers to make warehouse logistics more efficient. And all that without the need to reconfigure or rebuild the warehouse. Our interviewer Barté spoke to Rick Falk, CEO of Locus Robotics, about the idea behind the company, about how their system works, and about the tough competition in the field of automated warehouse picking operations. Hello, and welcome to the Robots Podcast. Good morning. Could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Rick Falk. I'm the CEO of Locus Robotics. We're located about 20 miles north of Boston. What are the goals and motivations of Locus Robotics? Well, Locus is focused really on one problem right now, and that is addressing the really difficult problem that logistics managers have in managing their facilities, and that's all about labor. What we find is they can't hire fast enough. Uh, They're dealing with wage rates that are going up and up and up they have to deal with. Um, They're challenged with increasing productivity in those facilities. Um, and really doing all this and delivering a payback in less than two years. So that's, that's what Locus is all about, and those are the problems we're trying to solve. And how are you guys going about solving those problems? We've created a robot to go off and do that. Uh, it's not just a robot, but really it's a whole system. Uh, there are folks in the space that uh, manufacture robots, and, and uh, companies have to sort of piece things together. What we sell at Locus is a whole system, and that's called, called Locus Empower. Uh, it, of course, includes robots, but also includes a server, Wi-Fi, applications, measurement systems, that sort of thing. And this whole system, again, we call, we call Locus Empower. So it's a whole system we sell, not just, not just robots. And how does this system help, uh, help warehouses to automate their facilities? Basically, we automate the pick process. Um, so uh, what happens, we, we interface with a, a company's warehouse management system, their, their, their WMS. So when the orders come in um, over the internet, um, we take those orders into our system through our, through our API. Uh, after they're in our system, we optimize them. Uh, after they're optimized uh, based on travel paths, uh, we aggregate th- them together um, and, and process those tasks on the robot. Um, so at a high level, that, that's how we do it. Once those tasks uh, are at the robot, those robots go out and, and travel, travel the warehouse. The associates actually do the picks 
the, the state of the industry right now is is not really a situation where uh, robots can do a pick. There, there are companies working on it, and and we'll be there when that when that time arrives. But the state of the industry right now is associates have to do the picks. So our robots really are optimized to 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 take a stream of orders. Uh, Put them into totes and and travel the warehouse to do those pit picks in the most efficient way. Um, so then your robots are working in conjunction with uh, with the workers already over there. Yeah, that that's the key thing with Locus. Uh, there there are some, some systems in the marketplace. Um, Kiva Robotics is one. Uh, obviously, Amazon bought bought them a while back, and there are a number of goods demand systems that basically take take goods and bring those goods to a pit pick station. Um, those we look at that as sort of 10-year-old technology. Uh, the state-of-the-art technology, uh, which Locus has today, really is autonomous mo- mobile robots. So uh, our robots work collaboratively with, collaboratively w- with humans, uh, unlike these good demand systems where basically you can't go on the floor. Uh, we operate autonomously. Our robots travel the warehouse, and effectively we operate much more efficiently. And because we do it that way, we cost a lot less. Mm-hmm. And can you describe how your robots look and how they behave? Sure. Um, so uh, our robots weigh, weigh about 80 pounds. We call them locust bots. Uh, they can carry up to 100 pounds. Uh, there's a shelf on the robot. Uh, and again, they navigate autonomously throughout the warehouse with a combination of cameras, LIDAR, uh, motion sensors that we have in the robots. There are actually two cameras, uh, and those cameras are constantly reading, reading where they're at. Um, they, they navigate th- through the warehouse uh, looking at uh, a map that they have stored in memory. Uh, that's something that we create uh, when we first go in and set up a warehouse. We create what's called an image map. And to do that, we actually take a robot. That, that robot travels throughout the warehouse, creates this image map, and then that's stored in memory. And the cameras um, uh, read where they're at and compare that to the image map and then, and then navigate uh, accordingly. The, the LIDAR as well as the cameras uh, help the robots avoid humans. Uh, as I said, we operate uh, collaboratively with humans. The robots travel uh, about the same pace as humans. So it's a very natural action um, in the warehouse. The, the other, other cool thing about, about Locus, in these warehouses we find um, that many languages are spoken. In fact, uh, we're operating in a warehouse uh, in, in, in Devons, Massachusetts, a little north, north of Boston, and there are actually 14 different languages spoken in that warehouse. So the nice thing about the Locus bots, uh, the associates are wearing a little Bluetooth tag. When they walk up to a um, robot, the robot reads that tag, compares that to a profile, and then displays the task in the language of that associate. So robots speak multiple languages, if you will, um, and that's very comforting for an employee who has to execute that task. So the net of that is is employee satisfaction and also reduced error rates because, again, that task is displayed in in Spanish or Portuguese or obviously English, uh, and they understand it. So, um, you know, it's a very cool, cool thing with the system. The other, the other key part of the operating model is um, there are lights on the robots, and, and the robots light in different colors based on the task that has to be, be performed. Uh, when a robot is, is lit green, that means it's waiting for uh, a task. Uh, when a robot is blue, that means it's traveling. When the robot has a red light, it means it's stopped uh, or being charged. So we have di- different lights in different modes 
uh, to communicate very easily with those associates in the warehouse about what's got to be done. Mm-hmm. Are there any safety concerns about having these robots work uh, in close, confined spaces with people? Yeah, good question. Um, uh, there are safety standards we conform with. Um, uh, we have, have not had since we've been uh, deployed. We've had no incidents. And again, the robots move in a very, a very natural way. Uh, if a robot ran over your toe uh, and you had shoes on, uh, it's not going to do any harm. Um, and if you ran into a robot, uh, it's, it's not really going to do any damage to you at all. So, uh, again, they're moving at the pace of someone walking, and um, uh, they speed up and slow down uh, based on obstacles around them. And, again, we've had no problems since we've been in operation. Don't expect any. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the trade-offs of having robots that work in synchrony with people as opposed to having a completely humanless warehouse? Well, we think humanless warehouses are probably a, probably a long ways off. Uh, it's talked about in the industry as having sort of a dark warehouse, uh, and we think that is probably years away. Uh, the ROI to get to a humanless warehouse today or a dark warehouse uh, you know, is not too good and, frankly, probably impossible. I've been in uh, many, many warehouses um, over the last year, and very few warehouses are really set up to be humanless or to be dark. Um, there are some very select use cases. They may be pill boxes or um, uh, standard box sizes and that sort of thing where um, you actually can pick um, with, with uh, uh, vacuum suction and that sort of thing. But we think the days of, of having a humanless warehouse or dark warehouse are, are years and years away. Uh, and our, our objective right now, really through Locus, is to really empower humans to be more productive. And that's how we think about the company. It's humans working collaboratively with robots. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, how would you describe then uh, Amazon Robotics, uh, their, their warehouse operations? Is it, is it a humanless one? Is it? Well, with Amazon, um, it is, uh, we call that a goods demand system. And, and what happens, as you know, um, is a robot goes out, lifts up a pod, brings that pod back to a pick station. A human does the pick. Uh, sticks in a tote, and that tote goes on to a pack station. Uh, so there are humans involved in that. Uh, uh, Locus is it's much more effective than um, a Kiva system for a couple reasons, or any goods demand system. With a goods demand system, uh, typically you've got to go down to bare concrete to actually deploy that system. The reason why you have to do it is because uh, there are, are specialized pods involved in those systems that the robots actually lift up, um, and therefore you've got to go down to a uh, what we call a greenfield warehouse to be able to do that. Uh, very expensive to do it. Uh, you've got to buy the pods, uh, and again, pods are very expensive to buy. Um, uh, we deployed a facility recent or uh, about four years ago. Uh, and spent literally millions of dollars for uh, pods. Uh, they're 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 quite expensive uh, on any good goods demand system. Uh, so so thing one, it is um, very uh, expensive to, to deploy uh, and very time consuming. Um, um, another thing about Kiva or any goods demand system, because the robots are so heavy, they don't work on mezzanines very well. Um, 
there are situations where you can build, build mezzanines, but to do that, uh, they're very expensive. They've got to be beefed up in certain ways. Those robots that lift those pods are very, very heavy. Uh, so the nice thing about Locust, um, we don't have to do that. So there are no, no storage pods. The other thing about, about Kiva or Amazon Robotics is you need workstations, and those workstations are very expensive. The robots bring this pod to a workstation, and those and those stations can cost uh, $25, $30, up to $50,000 to be able to do that. So um, if you sort of net that whole, 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 whole thread out, uh, Locust can go into existing facilities. Uh, there are uh, hundreds of thousands of facilities around, um, really around the globe, not just in the U.S., around the globe, where Locust system can go into and it's ready to go with almost no infrastructure changes. The only infrastructure change we have to make is to put Locust points, which is basically a sticker, uh, a barcode, if you will, at various points in that warehouse, and we can navigate around. So, uh, and those cost all of a quarter of a cent a piece. So, uh, very, very inexpensive to do that. So, uh, big, big difference. That the the really important thing about goods demand systems versus Locust um, is the capital efficiency that really comes from that system. Um, we have years of data of working with Kiva because uh, we owned one of those systems. And we know how many uh, picks a, a Kiva robot can do in a day. Uh, and because of the travel pass and the way it's architected and the way, and the way it's built, a locust bot can pick three to four times the number of units per day than a, a Kiva or goods demand system. So the net of that is you need many fewer robots so the capital efficiency and payback for a locust system is much more efficient than any goods demand system, much more efficient. So those are the big reasons why why it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, how much does it cost approximately to convert a warehouse to be compatible with the locust bots? There are there are two uh, ways to buy locusts. Um, uh, there is an opex model and a capex model, uh, and we're just announcing an opex model um, uh, at a trade show coming up next week. The capex under the capex model, uh, you buy the locust bots. Uh, uh, there's a list price of $35,000 a bot. Uh, there are discounts uh, based on volume. Uh, there's a setup fee that comes with that. Uh, that setup fee covers a server, uh, covers the Wi-Fi infrastructure, covers WMS integration, uh, covers us setting up that warehouse with Locust Points and doing all the mapping. So we basically get Locust and Power set up uh, and operational for that for that setup fee. So you buy the robots. Uh, our minimum order quantity is 10. Uh, we, we find less than 10 robots. It probably doesn't make sense. Uh, so the list price of that would be $350,000. Uh, and then the setup fee, fee on top of that. So that's that's the first way of buy, buying. The second way of buying, and we're seeing a lot of interest in this from early conversations we're having, uh, is what we call the RAS model. Robots as a service, if you will. Uh, everything's going to the as, as a service model. Uh, and so is Locust. So the way that model works is basically you subscribe to the robot, and that robot, uh, depending on, on on the number of robots you subscribe to, will run around $1,500 a month. And for that, that includes everything. That's not just the robots. That's the entire infrastructure you need to run those robots. So that's the server. That's the Wi-Fi. Um, that's the locus points to set up um, uh, and, and, and everything you need to operate that that facility. So um, uh, it's a RAS model. We expect to see a lot of traction in this. The other thing the RAS model covers 
it covers all service and a bumper-to-bumper warranty on those robots. So um, it covers all the updates, obviously, but anytime that that robot has issues or challenges, maybe new wheels based on uses, um, uh, the battery may have cycled out. Uh, you know, based on thousands of cycles, and, and we'll replace those batteries as well. So uh, in the RAS model, it's a bumper-to-bumper model. Uh, we cover everything uh, and obviously provide the robots and make sure it's up and running. So it's a complete system. Two ways to buy. Uh, um, we're also looking at mixed models. Uh, companies may want to buy robots to start with, buy 25 or, fi- or fi- 50 robots. And then during holiday peaks, they may want to add robots under the RAS model. Uh, to increase capacity for a two or three three month period, uh, so we'll basically provide those robots as a service for that peak period. And the nice thing about the RAS model in that scenario, um, we have an install and go model. So uh, when that robot robot is shipped, it takes about um, oh fifteen minutes on a on a slow day to actually assemble a robot. Uh, there are there are four or five screws, a couple of cables to plug in for the mast, uh, and you're up and going. Once that robot is powered up. It finds the servers automatically, downloads the map, and, and is in service. Uh, so um, uh, very, very easy to add robots to the system to scale to meet peaks. Yeah, that's very fast. Uh, what stage should an e-commerce company begin to evaluate whether or not they're ready to automate their warehouse with robots? That's a really good question. Um, we look at it from a couple, different, a couple different angles. You probably need at least 10 folks that pick in the warehouse. Uh, if you don't have that, you probably don't have the critical mass that makes sense. That sort of translates to uh, anywhere between 350 to four to 500 picks per day, something like that. Uh, a facility generally should be in the probably 25,000 foot range. Uh, one nice thing about Locus is, is we can go in, uh, unlike Kiva or any other large systems, uh, where you have to go in and go down to sort of greenfield, we can go into a section of a warehouse. Uh, we have a number of pilots running right now uh, where we're in a half a million square foot warehouse, a, mil- a million square feet, and we can go into 20, 25,000 feet of that warehouse uh, and deploy a test case. Um, and we do a lot of that. Um, so uh, to test it, uh, we'll test with five to seven to 10 robots. Uh, in a 25 to 40,000 foot 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 section, and we've had a lot of companies want to do that. They want to prove out the math. They want to prove prove that it works. Uh, we'll work them. We will work with them uh, uh, to set up a small installation. Uh, we do require purchase of that of that system, uh, but we'll do it in a small scale. Uh, prove the math and then and then roll it out. So as long as you're 10 pickers, uh, three to four to five thousand units a day. 25,000 feet, uh, the math will work. Mm-hmm. And what does the availability of warehouse automation mean for e-commerce companies that are competing with the likes of Amazon and are striving to get on the same level of efficiency? Well, there's an article in uh, Bloomberg about uh, six months ago, and the headline, uh, I can't remember the exact words, but the headline was basically, uh, Amazon is creating an arms race um, in the logistics space. And uh, the, the net of the article was uh, a study that, that, that Deutsche Bank has done about Amazon talking publicly about uh, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars they're saving through robotics, uh, at least $25 million a warehouse. You multiply that across their, across their whole, whole network, 
and it, it, it literally is hundreds of millions of dollars they're saving. So Amazon really is creating an arms race. And the nice thing about it, Locust is an arms dealer in that arms race. Uh, we don't think there's a CEO um, uh, in any e-com company or any large uh, retailer in the United States right now uh, who doesn't have this on their strategic list of, I got to go figure it out. And we're there to help. Now, how is this arms race affecting the current scene of uh, robotics companies such as Locust Robotics um, who are automating the e-commerce picking? Well, our challenge is um, is help, helping companies deploy quickly. And um, they, they, I mean, I, I, I know what our funnel looks like. It's significant. And it's, it's major companies, major brands trying to figure that out. So uh, we're working, working, working with them very, very closely to understand uh, the ROI, understand how to design systems that work in their facilities, um, and ramping up and scaling to be able to beat the demand. So uh, it's, it's, it's causing us to take on a lot more capital to go off and meet that need. Uh, and that needs a global need. It's not just in the U.S. It really is around the globe. Uh, we're seeing a tremendous amount of interest uh, for, from Asia. There isn't a week goes by where we don't have uh, a major brand in, in Asia that contacts us and um, wants to, to, to help, help, help them figure out how to deploy uh, globally. So we're taking those situations uh, very, very slowly internationally. Uh, but here in the U.S., we're ramp, ramping up significantly to be able to handle the demand. Mm-hmm. So what is your vision for the direction of Locust Robotics in the coming years? Our challenge over the next 12 months, uh, our vision is very, very narrow focus to stay stay uh, 100% squarely aimed at the e-commerce market here in the U.S. I want to do that over the next year. So our focus is very narrow, and we've got blinders on for the next 12 months. Uh, the opportunity is significant, and our concern is if we expand uh, too quickly, um, uh, we'll fail. We don't, we don't want to fail. Uh, the market is just simply too big here in the United States, uh, so we want to go after that. But after that, after the next year or so, uh, there's sort of three dimensions to our, to our, to our expansion um, uh, and to our vision. One is globally. As I mentioned, there are significant opportunities outside the U.S. Uh, this is a global market. It's a global business. Um, and the problem we solve of labor here in the United States uh, is existing in every single company or uh, in every single country around the globe right now. Secondly is vertical expansion. What Locus is really good at is indoor navigation. And if you think about the number of use cases for indoor navigation, uh, that could be a production line, it could be a hospital, it could be a retailer, uh, lots of different use cases for indoor, indoor navigation. And the nice thing about Locus, uh, because our, ro- our robots work collaboratively with humans, unlike these big goods demand systems, we can work in those facilities. We can go into uh, you know, a Target store, go into a Walmart. Uh, we can go into a children's hospital in Boston um, and work collaboratively. Uh, we can go into entertainment environments. We could go into casinos. I mean, envision all the use cases of sort of indoor navigation. So uh, those are all use cases in the future and things we want to look at. Uh, uh, but for the next uh, 12 months or so, our focus clearly is, is, is e-commerce in the United States. And then as, as we grow the company, it's all about optimization. 
there are a number of things we can do around optimization. All those uh, e-commerce applications we talked about and all those vertical applications we talked about need to be optimized. Uh, and there are a number of different things that, that we can do, primarily through software and working with our customers to really optimize, optimize those environments. Because at the end of the day, our vision is all about making customers successful. And our yardstick for that measurement is about productivity improvements and ROI. And that's what our vision is all about. Excellent. Thank you very much for speaking with us today. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that's it from us for today. As always, check out robohub.org for more information about this and all our past episodes. The podcast will be back in two weeks' time. Until then, goodbye. Locospot with Robots, the podcast for news and views on robotics.